What's up, everybody? This is John Odermatt, the host of Felony Friday. And before we get rolling into today's show, I want to take a quick moment to talk about coffee. That's right, coffee. The Lions of Liberty, we have partnered up with Anarcho Coffee, and we are selling our very own coffee. It's called the Morning Roar. It is a medium dark roast that has cupping notes of lemon lime, caramel, black pepper, and brown sugar. It is delicious. You can pick up some of this coffee by going to lionsofliberty.com slash coffee. We have a way there on your first purchase. You can get 10% off, but if you join the Pride for $10 and up, you can actually get more than that. You can get 15% off every single order. Buy some coffee support the Lions of Liberty, support another great libertarian company as well. Everybody wins. Lionsofliberty.com slash coffee. Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, welcome back for another edition of Felony Friday, a weekly show right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. And as you know, Felony Friday, each and every week I focus on exposing injustice in this nation's broken criminal justice system. I bring you uh, stories of individuals who have been through this system, have suffered injustice, or maybe have just suffered from bad decisions that they've made. But bottom line is they've overcome obstacles, they found success after prison, and they're contributing value to society. Truly motivational stories. And I do have one of those motivational stories for you today. I'll get to that interview in just one minute here. Before I do that, I want to remind you guys, this is one of three shows here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Our week kicks off every week on Monday. We start with a show hosted by Mark Clare. It is our longest-running program. It's our flagship program. And uh, on that show, Mark interviews leaders in the liberty movement. Every Wednesday, we have Electric Liberty Land, hosted by Brian McWilliams. It is your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty. And of course, every Friday, this show, which I hope on Friday, I hope you wake up Friday morning, and when you look at your phone, you see Felony Friday pop up. I hope you see that, and just a feeling of excitement comes over you, and you're really excited to listen to Felony Friday. And I hope I hope you've been a longtime listener. If you're not, if you're a new listener, that's great too. Welcome. It's great to have you here listening to Felony Friday. But if you are a longtime listener and you do get that alert, that's great. But if you're a new listener and you and you want to get that alert on your phone, you want to see that podcast coming every Friday, you want to see Brian's podcast coming every Wednesday, you want to see Mark's coming every Monday, all you got to do is subscribe. Just go to whatever podcasting app you're listening to this show right now. Just go to that app and hit subscribe on the Lions of Liberty podcast. It really helps us with the algorithms in order to get up the charts, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, but all of them across the board, same way. And please give us a a, a five-star rating and uh, leave a nice little review if you really do enjoy uh, what you're listening to here. And if you don't enjoy it, then don't leave a comment because that was just that's just mean. And I think... Uh, you know, my parents told me, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I would advise you probably do that. Let's get rolling into today's show. This is the 170th episode 
of Felony Friday. That means you'll be able to find the show notes page at lionsofliberty.com slash FF170. Let's start the show. My guest today on Felony Friday is Calvin Green. Uh, Calvin was charged with armed robbery and served three years in prison back in 2007, got out in 2009. I was introduced to Calvin by a previous guest on this show, Aaron Kinzel, who just has an, an incredible story. I will link to his episode on the show notes page for you guys who haven't heard that. It's, it's an incredible story. Aaron's a great guy. But Calvin also has an incredible story to share, incredible obstacles that he's overcome along the way. So, Calvin, thank you so much for coming on Felony Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show, man. And what I like to do here when I bring people on is, first thing, before we get into talking about um, your past or any trouble you got into or obstacles you faced along the way, I like to give people, really, to get to know you, to get to know more about you and what you're all about, just if you could just tell people where you came from, where you grew up, um, what your life was like when, when you were a young man. My name is Calvin Green. Um, I was born in Benton Harbor, Michigan, back in 1984. Um, throughout childhood, I, I stayed in Alabama and Michigan, back and forth. And uh, as far as childhood, uh, I, I, I would say my childhood had some positive, but more, mostly negative. You know, negative, like, uh, you know, um, I had to grow up kind of uh kind of old at a young age i was like at, you know five taking care of like four of my brothers and sisters like that's how life was for me and watching my mom you know go through different abuse abusive relationships so yeah that's how my life was especially in the 80s you know back in the mid 80s and late you know, early 90s in uh ben harvard that was that was a rough time you know so you know, it was, a, it was a lot going on, and yeah, you know, here I come. So we, we, me and my mom, <clears throat> we moved in with my brothers and sisters to Kalamazoo, Michigan, um, in like 1993, 91. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Oh man, <laughs> on my mom's side or on my dad's side or all together? Let's see. With my mom, my mom on my mom's side, like with uh, on my mom's side of the family, I was sitting. My sister passed when I was like before I was born. She was born on October 14th, 1983. I was born October 15th, 1984. So she passed before I, I came. And, and so that would make, my mom had like a daughter. So that's two sisters and four brothers, three brothers. Yeah, so yeah. On my mom's side, on my dad's side, <laughs> uh, I still haven't met some of my brothers like that. I, I, I met two or three, you know, continuously. And, but like my dad has a family, he's doing well. Uh, he's been married for like a good 15, 16 years. You know, I, I'm, I have a good relationship with my brothers and sisters, you know, my younger ones, not my older ones, you know, mm-hmm. so we're okay. We just distant, you know, everyone, all mm-hmm. my family's down in Alabama. I'm up in Michigan. So, and I so, have a brother up here though, but yeah. So is it accurate to say that your, your life growing up was, was a little bit chaotic? Oh, hell yeah. Like, for me, still, like peace is is like to have peace is chaotic. To have <laughs> chaos, chaos, you know, chaos is to you know be peaceful, you know, and I I, I struggle with that daily, mm-hmm. on a daily basis, you know, like how do I you know discern which is what, you know, what is which, and and it 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 becomes like you know a process, you know, I I've I've learned I've how to create outlets, you know, to 
to enjoy myself when I'm like alone, you know, in my peace because eh, prison helped out a lot. You know, I, I I get it. You know, like some of the attributes that I've, I've gained from that my experience. Uh, while at the same, it's like whoa, you know, like I'm I'm doing somewhat all right for myself lately since uh, uh, 2014. I had a struggle between that time. You know, I had, had two kids between that time and just threw me off because I was married so a lot of stuff you know identity issues with that you know fatherhood and yeah you know so I'm feeling pressure but it's like good pressure because I'm used to chaos you know Mm -hmm. so it's like I handle it fairly well you know and I'm still you know being supportive as well as I can as much as I can do right on right on so do do you think that that need for chaos or that that really I guess need for that want for excitement I mean that maybe that's that's something that that you sort of seek out. Is that something that pulled you into some situations that ended up getting you in trouble and it ended up ultimately leading you into prison? Oh man. So check this out. Before, before I went to prison, I was, um, I was in college. I was about to study. Um, well actually like while I was in college, right before prison, I was, uh, working, going to school, getting prepared to, uh, become a like a, get an internship at Bronson with uh one of the doctor who you know gave birth to my child you know so I was I was in a zone I was in a positive zone on my way to Costa Rica KVCC Kalamazoo Valley Community College I was doing all right mm-hmm. you know what happened was uh I got um I at that same time I was still involved in criminal activity I was able to balance it you know I was you know chaos is peace to me, so, like the the not as much as I get older, I'm becoming more conservative. You know, I'm I'm bored. And I don't have a girlfriend. I'm I'm single. I'm just focused on fatherhood. So maybe that's that's a side note. Like when I say chaos is like peace, is this is this like a side note? But to get back to it, um, I would say definitely yes. Excitement was part of it. You know, part of my lifestyle. You know, negative excitement, positive excitement. It it was all about that. And and even though I was like groomed, I had good support. Growing up, even though we was poor, my mom always kept me around like positive people, positive uh, role models. I still um, found myself into criminal activity in the streets because that's what we were. That's my that's that was me too. That was part of my life. I was just good at juggling it because I was I had to grow up at a young age, you know. I had to, so I was able to like keep it away from my mom actually knowing until she actually seen me fall off. You know, before I was on, uh, before I went to prison, I was on tether and. And even when I was on Tether, I was uh, doing like horrible stuff. Like I, I didn't notice it because I was popping pills. I was like selling crack out of my mama's house, you know, at that time. So I was already living a destructive life. When you say you were on Tether, you, you, you had an uh, ankle bracelet, you were... Or, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, house arrest. House arrest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and before, so I, I, I didn't see some of the stuff happening before I went to prison. A lot of stuff came co-excited like uh it was an intersectional like uh, situation how i ended up in prison uh my brother had just came back from uh san diego california i was excited to see him uh my other like brethren you know at that time you know i was excited to see him you know all of us together and like again i was in the streets too i was going to college like i was uh, doing it all you know i thought i was but i was losing at the same time in both areas as I get older, I, I notice that, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, cool. I, I, I made multiple mistakes, and it, it all caught up. With me, so, 
caught up to me. And so um, to get back to it, yeah, so and forgive me if I like just go on and on. Like you can stop me. You can stop me anytime. No, you're, you're doing great. Keep going. All right. All right. Well, but what well, the same is like um, the, 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 there's a book I read. Um, uh, uh, let me see. Uh, Mr. Will, Bill Wilson, Wilson, Bill Wilson. I met him in 2013. Um, he was Obama's like a, a mentor um, at Harvard University. I met him and, and I read in his book. There's this character. I don't know if his name is Curtis. I don't know. But his character in this book is like basically, and it reminded me of me. You can have so much going for you. So you can have support. You can have like, like, uh, like different outlets, you know, different variables that like, you know, increase you to do well, you know, staying out the, staying out the streets and stuff. While at the same, if you are conditioning to dysfunction, you know, uh, conditioning to dysfunctionality in the family, in the community, in, in your in your uh, psycho, psyche as who you are, like your identity, mm-hmm. how you fit in society. If you have all those, you won't be able to see all that. So I was blind. And sometimes I'm still blind. You know, I was a city planner intern here in Kalamazoo, like for a minute, 2014, no, 2015 to 2017. I ended up having to stop when I went out to PCAP. I got a bad car accident. I almost died in 2017. So I almost, I, I still deal with a TBI from the accident. What, what happened with the accident? On my way from, from uh, PCAP's Prison Creative Arts Project, mm-hmm. uh, me and my friend was driving and we got, we got hit by a, a truck going like 70 miles per hour. So my face hit the dash. Was it head on or? Head on. No, no, wow. right behind. No, behind us. Rear, rear end. Okay. Rear, rear. Yeah, excuse me. So rear, yeah, we got hit. I still deal with it. You can, you can, I don't know. It, it, it triggers me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I went through therapy. I did a lot of uh, healing and stuff. I took like, I, I took a whole year of not doing anything, but doing art. I didn't really see a lot of people. Sometimes I feel like my memory's like finally coming back. You know, it was, it was a rough time. Mm-hmm. When that time and it, and it threw me off. I'm still a little like going through the, the, the side effects, you know, but it was, it was during that time uh, that, that, I went through a deep depression also, but to get back to it, like you can, you can be doing so well, you can be doing so well. You can have a lot, lot going on for yourself, but if you have dysfunction in, in your, in your, in your bubble of life, your circle, uh, you, you won't be able to see what good you have around. You. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. There's a, there's a podcast I listened to by a uh, he's a he's a big time entrepreneur businessman. His name's Ed Milet, and the mm-hmm. one thing he talks about, which I think relates to everybody, can relate to this in some form or fashion. But yeah. we each have you were talking about your identity, your self ident- uh, uh, your self identity, um, and that's really the the result of that is you know a lot of different things. It's uh, you know the people who who you're around, um, right. the culture that you're into, um, the different influences you bring into your life, the books you're reading, the podcast you listen to, all this stuff. But so often this uh, this identity, it's like a uh, things is, things to start going well in our life in one area. But we have this like internal thermostat that mm. even if things are getting better, you know, every things are changing for changing for the better. Just naturally, without even thinking about it, we'll sort of self sabotage ourselves yeah. to bring things um, back down yeah. to a level that we're used to, which is crazy to think about. But so you almost have to change your I- identity and uh, yeah. and start to accept that that you can really accomplish more and where you were, what you're working towards, that's possible. Yeah, truth, you're right. 
and that, that's that's something like I learned like in prison too. Like I used to walk the yard, and and when I first went down, I was like, okay, I try to hit like a pull up. I couldn't barely hit this pull up. I was so weak, you know. And but as time went on, like I went from a half of a pull up with someone helping me to like the next week I could do a pull up or two. Mm-hmm. Then the next week I could do like three or four. Eventually I was up to like 30, 40, you know. And so it was like, you know, always working on like how you identify what can increase you to have self identity. You know, it's mm-hmm. a practice. It's painful, you know, but I, I go through it, you know, discipline. Uh, increasing discipline, you know, is something I'm striving to work on, being more consistent, you know. But at the same, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm somewhat blessed, you know, you know, be to be able to, you know, have this opportunity. I got a lot of friends that I lost, you know, got killed, you know, locked up, all this stuff, you know. And my situation is 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 really a tragic situation, you know. I'm and a lot of people. You know, it gets very deep. My situation, like beyond beyond prison, you know, it's it's like even the 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 positives I had surrounding me at, at one point were like crucifying me, you know, taking advantage of me. I've done a lot, you know, even in my community now in Kalamazoo, I've done a lot. You know, I'm I'm not correlating what I just said to like uh, to like throw you off, or I'm not big on my ego, uh, but it's 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 like it's it's a challenge, like. Always working on like identity, you know. I I feel as if like you have to identify the environment you are in too, and and if if that environment is not working for you, you gotta find a better environment to work for you. Absolutely. So you know, I'm 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 all right. I just feel as if you know I I have an obligation to serve, you know, because of like the discipline that I receive, and and that discipline was also. Uh, incarceration i think it dis- it helped discipline me you know i use that time to to become a uh an artist that i always wanted to be but i never had the opportunity to be you know and i found freedom in some of the areas like to be able to create you know physical being physically uh incarcerated is not as to me harmful as psychological incarceration can, you know, can you can you can you explain that? Can you can you can you go in depth there? Because I'm sure there's people out there listening. Like how 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 can you find freedom in prison? You know, can you can you go into that? I think people become like slaves of their free will, and and their free will becomes them. You know, and they lose themselves in in that will uh, to you know like uh, like find themselves. You know, like a lot of white, we have to control our willpower. You know, we have to control where we put our passion. We have to control, you know, where we put our, our, our intentions. And for me, I couldn't do that as much, you know, um, as well in, 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 in the space. You know, I needed a little space to figure out, oh, oh I, I couldn't do it as well, um, even to this day. Like, when I say do it as well, I'm saying, like, focus on one thing at a time, um, Without this, the 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 societal issues, I'm I'm and when I say that I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about uh, even right now I'm having issues. I got two degrees, you know, you know. Have I have three felonies though, you know. Even though I have three degrees, you know, I know two degrees. Excuse me. I got one from Western Western Michigan Western Michigan University. Excuse me. I had to work. I work twelve hours a day. So I'm and I do construction. 
you know, I, and it was raining today, and I was like, I had to do a lot. Of, so I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know, and I, I feel good to be here. But if yeah. I'm a little off, just forgive me, you know, because I'm saving up for uh, grad school, for, uh, University of Michigan Dearborn, so I could be out there mm-hmm. with Aaron. Um, but being physically in prison is like, okay, you're in prison, like you know what it is, you know your time, you know your mm-hmm. routine, you got a routine. You have, you, you have, you know, uh, and I'm not saying like, I, I wouldn't wish they in prison for nobody, you know, like, I, I don't wish this, you know, but at the same as like, I think psychologically people are imprisoned by their desires, by capitalism, by, by greed, by hate, by, by self-hatred, you know, so they can't even see their freedoms. Look at most Americans, you know, they, they can't see their freedoms. They become slaves to their freedom. You know, they, we as a people in America, you know, look how we do our people. We incarcerate, mm-hmm. you know, because of ideas and, and, and overall to me, capitalism to free labor, uh, slave, it, 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 it's all to me, uh, a, a different variables of prison. You know, the, 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 the way school systems are set up, prison, you know, prison pipeline. The way some of these schools, even I'm not going to say it, but one of these campuses looked just like a prison, you know. And then I found out that that campus was uh, the architect, also was John Engler, um, the governor. Uh, his his architects were creating prison. Most, know, so I like, mean, yeah, most schools look like prisons yeah, to a yeah, certain degree. Prison. I mean, they look exactly like prisons, but they have the yeah. same elements. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not getting a lot of natural light in there. You don't have big windows. Yes. Um, it's they're they're very very confining spaces with cement walls, and they're, yeah. they're absolutely yeah. You have to be in certain places at certain times. There's not flexibility. There's not room for creativity. There's not right. you know challenges to grow and, and things like that. But yeah, I 100 percent agree with you there. Right. So I, I think in, in as I get older, uh, I'm somewhat like blessed to be to be able to to first be out of prison, you know, then um, be able to accomplish what I've done so much, like almost like the little time I've been out. Like it doesn't like seem like it seems like forever, but it doesn't like, you know, 10 years, you know, you know, been out. I've done it a lot in, and I feel I still deal with the stigma of having felons. You know, it, it still like bothers me. Uh, even though I've like contributed a lot. Like when I say contribute, like, I was like a city planner intern for County Zoo. I helped write grants. I, I help uh, get like um, organizations going. Then I, I step out of the bounds. You know, I create spaces for people to to create. And I'm somewhat of an artist, artist in County Zoo, Michigan. You know, and I, I do, but I don't. You know, I, I like to be able to step back and observe what I help contribute. And it's not just me. It take it took a lot of people to help me. It took, you know, support people mo- who motivated me, um, help. You know, that I needed those type of people, people who, who helped me achieve goals. You know, and I made positive links. I was out here working. You know, mm-hmm. I, I took the nose and I took them as yes because the more times I heard it, it's like okay, yes, I'm hearing it. I need to hear this <laughs> so I can know how to feel the yes for myself, internal, you know, internally. And it's it's all coming together. You know, I'm at my job, I'm learning a lot about construction because eventually I want to like get some houses and fix them up and, and 
house help house people, you know, through reentry program, you know, and so and also teach teach trade, you know, why why while I I'm able, you know, why I'm able while I'm growing in my uh, academic sector of my life, you know, so it's like I'm I'm wanting to contribute more and and serve, you know, because I I know that it took a lot of people to get me to think this way. And I owe it to a lot of people. I owe it to my mom too. You know, like I owe. I'm I'm somewhere like obligated, you know, to do this part. Even it's not it's not pressure. You know, I feel like it's 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 control chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I deal well. I do well with control chaos. And 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 and, and it's like I like my piece. You know, I have an art studio. I'm, I'm here like talking. You know, you saw a little background. It's my little art studio. My job's right down the street. Cameras and mental KCMMH is like where I do my therapy and all that good stuff. When I feel I need it, it's right down the street, you know. So it's like I'm set up for transitioning into my life. But to get back, like to get back to it, um, to get back to what I was striving to stay is that uh, I don't feel as if I'm giving as much as I know I can, you know, and so. I feel like I'm in this like smaller bubble where I'm at this area, and it's not bad. I, I love it here. I'm just too. I'm just a little too comfortable, you know. So I have to like challenge myself to go somewhere where I can, you know, build because it's conditioning, and I don't mm-hmm. want to to uh, keep falling to this conditioning s- status. Like you stated earlier, um, people, you know, be be afraid of their success, be self sabotage. You know, I have I I've had a lot of opportunities that I let go because I self sabotage. You know, in this area, not not to say that I'm not blessed to have the opportunities. I I'm an artist, you know, well established artist in terms of the volume of people who know me as an artist. You know, what, I, what type of what type of art do you do? Oh, I do mixed media. Um, I do live art. I do holistic therapeutic art. You know, I uh I haven't really submitted my art to contest. In like the, any contest, but I've done work projects with P Caps Prison Creative Project, um, University of Michigan, um, art shows, um, for like this various mental health conferences, you know, wow. nationally accredited conferences. I just got asked to like be in a the National Suicide Alliance um, uh, documentary, you know, and they're gonna film my art. So I'm 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 in a good space, you know, as far as the people. You know, I don't look at like wealth also um, in terms of monetary. I look at it in terms of social, like the people. The more people you have, like value, qualitative people you have on on the team, the better you are, you know, in terms of uh, the structure. You know, money is fiat. It's not real. We make money real. We choose to believe in that. You know, we choose to believe in money more than the people. You know, the people themselves, you know, people create money, not money. You know what? I, I think that's an outstanding point. And the way that society is going, I think we're moving in, in a direction mm-hmm. where people are going to begin to be, or it's already happening now with influencers yeah. and you know, people are making money being a, on YouTube or Instagram or podcasting, all these yeah. different ways, right. just, by, just by building up their own social networks, by building right. up, by, by spreading positivity, by, uh, by, by growing a personal brand. Yes. And it's, it's moving away from these huge corporations controlling 
um, mm. really being uh, mouthpieces that tell us all how to think, how to live, and what to do. And mm. it's getting down to these individual uh, in, individual niche that someone dives into. It's it's a, I mean, I think most people are in, are missing this shift, but the shift is happening right in front of us. Yes, um, and it's it's an exciting time to be alive. And that's that's the point I'm stating too. It's like I I. I was just telling a friend, like, uh, well, a uh, co-worker today, I, I, we saw a car. And they was talking about the car, this, this, that. I was like, hey, I was drawing stuff, you know, back in 97 that looked just like that car. That, and I believed that they believed me, you know, because yeah. they were just quiet. I was just telling them, hey, I drew a Chrysler 300 back in 1997. I really did. I was like, it's like, oh, so you can see in the future. I'm like, I don't say that, but I get concept cars. I love, like, creating cars. I love cars. It, like, drawing cars. Like, because, like, the way you draw cars, you can draw a shoe. It's like it's like universal shapes. And a lot of my art, when you ask me, I put universal subliminal shapes in them. You know, my art's pretty, I'm an underground artist. You know, I, I'm supportive. Uh, or, or, excuse me, mind me, I got excited, so I studied. I'm getting a lot of support. You know, and I'm supporting a movement, like you said, like showing people in Kalamazoo that you can make it. You know, just like. Be driven. Take the nose as yes. You know, you got to hear the nose. I just posted on Facebook. If you ain't falling down sometimes, you're not trying hard enough. You know, and Kimberly Conkle stated that to me years ago um, when I was um, um, doing webinars for Trauma Informed T-Con Congregation. So when I state to you, like, I've done stuff behind the scenes. I'm, I'm working on stuff behind the scenes. I, I really have done this stuff. And I never have felt the confidence until now to actually proclaim that those statements i have not been as confident as i've uh, i should have been years ago because of the stigma of having felony you know it 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 really messes with me I, so yeah, let's let's to, talk let's talk through this for a minute because i think right. i mean because your attitude right now is it's there's so much positivity there's so much good stuff that mm-hmm. you're doing in your local community, helping other people. But I think it's important, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's good to dwell on the past or look in the past or let your past yeah. define you, but I think right. it's important for context and perspective, people listening, to know right. where you came from and, right. and what you've been through. So if you could just share sort of some of the specifics or the story around um, yeah. your, your arrest and that time you spent in prison. Okay. So, and the time I spent in prison, um, was basically uh, a situation that was really a tragedy. Um, like I said earlier in the the podcast, like I was I was moving towards a a, a positive uh, future. I, I had had some stuff lined up, and I kind of like got drunk with my brother. Well, I kind of didn't. Got really drunk. I was popping pills with my friends. Um, we ended up like getting together. Uh, we went to a strip club and we actually robbed the strip club. And then so um, throughout that, I found out that uh, the 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 guy that uh, my rappy and stuff, uh, both of them, uh, my brother and. Uh, my rappy, I just keep it like that. Uh, they um, both were, uh, they had already like confessed it. I'd never, con- I didn't confess, you know, mm-hmm. until until the at the end of the 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 
the the momentum of this 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 case, um, the procedures. It was I was railroaded. Uh, my friend, he was railroaded. We didn't like my brother. He was railroaded. I like to always say friend because I was we were friends before this. But as as I found out, like this guy was telling them the whole world. He told them my whole community. He told them everybody. Mm-hmm. He got like, guys thirty six years. Um, and, and it was hard for me to believe that until he wrote me and confessed to all that. And I was like, man, whoa, what do I do? Like, you know, and so the situation got kind of kind of crazy. And in in overall, he ended up getting more time. My brother got less time. I got less time. And he should be should have been out years ago but he was habitual and and throughout that uh i found out a lot more you know about through 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 my community you know so again like my this community here like you know respect me for like what i've done where i I don't i don't do the streets i never really was in it to the streets like that um when i was younger i for the most part i was like protecting those two you know, um, making sure they were good. And then I ended up being the, the the follower instead of the leader. And so I'm ashamed of that. I still deal with that, cope with it on a daily basis. And um, yeah, this like, this podcast can go positive and then go dark. So I, <laughs> so um, to, to be honest, like this, this, this situation became, I still deal with it. Uh, and so I, I have to be amend for my, for my, my participation and in in and just do what I can to better the future of those around me because for the most part I was set up for I was set up. I was set up many times through this guy and I didn't recognize it. You know, I didn't I didn't see it. Um he was working for KBAP in Kalamazoo. He was working for it. He was a he was he was a narc, you know, so I, I I had to do what I had to do, you know, to stay away from that situation, not be a part of that movement, what he was on. And yeah. So are you with me, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm tracking with you, man. Yeah. It's deep, man. And I, I still deal with it because like I, I go to my neighborhood, people love me and stuff, but then they, they, they always ask it, you know, what happened? And I'm like, y'all know what happened. You know, and everybody's like, Oh, we get it. We get you. We get. We we understand. And people were telling me, you know, when I was, I told you I was on tether for like three, four, five months. This same time I was on tether, I'm giving guys like eight balls, you know, ounces, you know, of crack, you know, because I was making a lot of money off of it. I was mm-hmm. popping pills. I was living that life. I was doing it. I had I had my my kid, my my kid's mom. She was on the corner. My mom house right there. I had everything set up, you know, and. I was just living a dangerous lifestyle, you know, at the same time I was doing positive stuff, you know, amongst the, the, the struggle. So it, 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 it's difficult to, to, to like think about like, dang, this dude, you didn't help out all this time was like snitching on everybody in your community, everybody, you know, in, in not only on the, the side that you're from, but on in, in different like regions. Like of Kalamazoo, like it was, it was a rough time, and that's why, my, you know, I had to make the decision. Once I got letters in prison, they, they was letting me know who I was. People were letting me know how they missed me, 
but what they respect me for. And that's how I, why I came out shining and striving to, to keep that, that, that flame of what people remember me for the positive, the positive that's light great. that I had. Because it was like, I had to, I had to sit back, you know, I had to sit back and I, I think, you know, the universe that, you know, I think the most high that I did go to prison because I, I was, I was headed down the, uh, the rabbit hole. I had these guys around me that were snitching, you know, taking from me, robbing me, sleeping with my kids, mom, all this stuff. And I couldn't see it because I was on tether, you know, and that's not an excuse. You know, it was more of it. I just didn't, I was in denial. You know, this guy was doing all this. Yeah, he was doing all that. And my brother had just came back from California. So I didn't understand what he was on. And it was like, man, they all on some, let's get the excitement. Let's do what we used to do when we were kids to deal with the pain. Deal with the 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 pain of what? The pain of like like not having the opportunities, you know, not mm-hmm. not allowing ourselves the opportunity. We 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 didn't allow ourselves. I failed though. I failed them. And that's that's why I, I'm doing what I'm doing now. You know, to make up, make amends and, you know, be there for them when the situation allowed them to be. You know, I think I think your life, you know, like, like so many stories, so many people that have had on, on this podcast, I think what separates someone like yourself um, who's been able to move past, you know, spending, spending uh, three years in prison, having that prison sentence, having really, you know, like, like you said, ha- having a failure, letting people down. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think that I, f- I see consistently – with people who are able to get able to get past that and find positivity on the other side is they have some people around them that support them. And, yeah. you know, like, like you said, remind them of, of, of the good things that you've, that you've done, that you're a good person, that you've yeah. done good for society, for your community, for your friends, for your family. And I think that's so important uh, for people to have. So that's, that's one thing I would say if, if, if anyone listening out there has a friend or a family member, anyone they know, they know who is in prison, yeah. um, re- remind them, uh, that you love them, and they're not defined by the mistakes they've made. The past is the past, and I mean, it, it sounds cheesy and corny to say, but honestly, you got to decide to move forward at some point. And once you make that decision, you don't have to look back. Would you agree? I definitely agree, John. Forgive me for calling you Ryan, uh, John. Did, did you? I, I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> yeah, I called you Ryan once. Like, okay, my bad. Yes, I think. Uh, I I deal with like painful clarity, you know, because I I feel like you you know sometimes to see stuff clear it can become painful. You have to deal with the you know adjusting the lens, you know, moving it you know, to see, you know. And I, I just I just don't allow myself to like to like ponder on the past as much as I I used to. Uh, I I forgiven myself. I forgiven people around me. You know, I forgiven like those who 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 like. Really, you know, let let me down when I was gone. Uh, yeah, you know, I get, you know, I don't have like this whole payback mentality. It's more of like, uh, how can I just, you know, consume as much as I need, you know, right at this point. You know, I feel like, you know, less is more um, based on like uh, what I learned from prison. I don't need a lot. You know, I just need like a locker with this this little bit. I got my apartment. I don't go out. I don't see. I don't, I'm a social introvert. You know, I, I I'm re you know inventing myself to 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 that point where 
I can just think clear because getting out of prison, I, it was a lot of discomfort, you know, being around lights, being around people, uh, seeing smart cars, using Facebook, all this different stuff. And I'm still dealing with it daily. You know, I deal with PTSD uh, on a daily basis. So uh, just this, it, it's a struggle, you know, but I don't allow the struggle to define me. Uh, and I, I, I just define in action, you know, so I just let my work speak. You know, late, late, late people, you know, proclaim that I'm a leader or proclaim I'm a social activist. You know, I, w- I went out to Ferguson, too, um, back in 2013, um, and I marched with the, the people for the national um, uh, October. Uh, what was it? Uh, let me get it. Um, uh, it was it was uh, I forgot the name. It's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come soon as I get, get out off this podcast. I'm going to be upset. <laughs> The march, they had a few marches mm-hmm. and uh, Talib Kweli was performing, all this stuff was going on. I, I ended up going out there. I was an ambassador for uh, the, 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 uh, the march. It's just, it's not on, it's not, it's off. It's, ah, I forgot the name. I'm going to look that's, at my, uh, my, that's uh, all right. I, but yeah, this, this will let you know. Yeah. So I, I'm doing a few things, but people, people allow me to do it. Like if people, if people say, Hey, Calvin, we believe you're artists and we like your art. I'm like, Hey, well, thank you. You know, I like the people talk, you know? And so I don't know. I just, I just have a hard pro- problem still, you know, dealing with myself based on the choice I made, you know, in my past, you know, so I'm still, you know, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's part of life. You gotta live with it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you gotta be held accountable. So this is how I'm holding myself accountable you know, by following through, being consistent, placing myself in a position to help those who need my help when I can help them, you know, be a good father, be a good mentor, um, be, a, be a good person at the end of the day, you know, and it ain't easy because it's so easy to go back to our lifestyle. It's so easy for me. You know, it's so easy. And I choose to, 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 and I, when I say lifestyle, I'm talking about selling drugs. I, I wasn't like this whole violent person. I sold drugs, a lot of drugs, you know, and, and I feel like to, to recreate myself from, you know, doing something that was illegal to be able to have legal art, like my art's in the hospital right across the street from me at, at the at the Casey Mamesh building. It's like right at KBC. Awesome. You know, I'm like, whoa. So it's, it's other ways you can hustle and, and you should hustle to heal people. That's what we're here for. And that's what I love. I like I, I, I like to call myself like this, like, you know, spiritual minister of like healing, you know, whatever, you know, because it ain't easy. It ain't easy, you know, to, to be alive and feel alive. You know, a lot of the stuff that we go through in life is conditioning, slavery, and keeps you in a, in a lower base frequency, keeps you down, keeps you feeling that you can't be you. And, and it's like, why not be you? It's like, whoa, be you. You'll feel good. I love it. Hey, you know? is, is it possible for you to share some links where uh, the listeners can see some of your art that I could post on the yeah. uh, show notes page? Yes, I can see like my, my uh, Instagram. I'm working right now um, with, to put together my, my, my web my website. I'm uh, working on also to put up, put together my online like shop, you know. And another thing I do with my art, I do fundraising events. Um, last week I was, I I did a I did an event um, for yeah, it was a National um, Women's Day. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I uh, performed. Uh, I gave out I gave out like over like three hundred dollars worth of art. I gave one of my friends, Yogi Lavender, 
like a painting because like she know my struggle. She was one of those same people that was in my corner, still still in my corner, allowing me to have like opportunities to like build up the art, the art movement I'm, you know, part of. And you know, it, it felt good to do that. Uh so that's one thing I do with my art. Uh I uh use it as a tool. I'm a poor philanthropist. <laughs> for real. People ask me like for art to auction. You know, now I was like, hey, I need to make some funds so I can uh, pay off my my little debt to Western so I can get my transcript. So I can go to University of Michigan Dearborn and get my master's in community based education. So I can learn how to write grants to, to help out and also, you know, get give people opportunities, you know, through hearing my story, through, you know, seeing my art, hearing my music. You know, and it's not mine. You can't take none of this with you when you go. So it's like, hey, this is what I'm leaving. This is how I'm, I like to leave stuff. You know, I'm, I'm not selfish, but I am kind of selfish with my time lately. <laughs> you know, so hey, you gotta be. Yeah, I'm learning that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I would. You know, I'll tell you. Like, I, I didn't have that growing up, so I've been conditioning to, to to be nurtured. You know, to help. And now I'm finally understanding you have to help yourself first. A lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, in the streets. You know, they want to be around certain people to, you know, have this certain identity and they don't even know their identity. You know, right now we got old school cats calling, you know, young school cats, old school and new school cats calling the old school, new school. It's what? like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, so, all right, here we go. You got, you got old, old, old school G's, right? Say somebody my age, like I'm, I'm 34 in the hood. I'm an OG. Okay. You know, in most, most hoods, you know, I'm just being real. You know, I I be an OG, but if I go to a youngster, right, like like thirteen, you know, that youngster, you know, and I say, hey, what up, oh, what up, old school, what up? like what up, my dude, what up, you know, like it's label. I don't like labels, but but the 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 fact of what I'm saying is like the 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 the, the what the motive of what I just said it was young people are afraid to live, and old people are kind of like afraid to die, and I hope that makes sense, like. In terms of, uh, and, and I'm getting to another level. I hope it's like not, you know, but it's no, like I, I, I'm tracking with you. I think, I mean, it's sort of people young and old. Yeah, they get in. Uh, they get comfortable. Yes, you know, they get they get in certain zones. Be it you know, be it a group of friends or uh, be it the job they're at, and you get used to that comfort zone and when mm-hmm. outside influences come in that can that can knock you off kilter that could challenge you that could possibly there could be a failure involved yeah, yeah people people don't like that people don't like to be right. outside of their comfort zone that's but that's right. how you grow that's the only way you grow right. and that's why I'm stating because like a lot of like the guys I grew up with like some of them I still see they they they, they still the same spot still the same spot this in the mind and 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 literally know where they where they are you know um demographically mm-hmm. and it's like wow you know like the 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 system really got people mentally sick and people don't know that they're sick you know we're in a sick you know like society not not to say like there's not positive you know like great things going on in our society you know it's it's the people the people don't understand that a lot of stuff that America has given us makes us sick. I've studied this. I've studied like where poor people, you know, um, most of them stay by railroads, like by sick water, you know, big ups to like Will Smith's son for helping out with Flint right now you know, with the water situation. Mm-hmm. 
that. You know, we even got water situation led in Kalamazoo. Nobody talking about that. Nobody talking. You know, it's a hush hush. And one of the most wealthiest freaking like cities with the 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 most dis like wealth disparity. Like this place is crazy, but in terms of wealth, man, I ain't gonna go in terms. Of, I ain't that. I ain't going there. It's another story. But like, just keep it real. People are freaking sick out of them. So I try to like, you know, make some sweet art, make some sweet music to help heal because he, he, it feels good to do it. You know, it feels good to be uh, 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 challenge people. I challenge myself too, you know, to, to challenge people, you know, because that was keeps me alive too. I'm not, you know, this saying, I, I, I feel like I, I create positive art because that keeps me positive to be positive with the people. You know, and I see people like today I'm working, like my, my, my crew, they don't understand, you know, until they actually see it. You know, people walking by, hey, Calvin, hey, 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 neighbors, people, hey, 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 Calvin. And it makes them kind of sick, you know, and then I notice how jealous they be, you know, because <laughs> like, hey, I can't help it. This is my community, you know, this is my home. This is, and, I, and I represent, you know, I, I, I do it, you know, I'm that, I'm that type of person, like, because I have no other choice because if it, it, it's a burden, you know, it's not a bad burden, but it's like, I have to do it. There's so many people that installed a lot of me. I, I, I can't let that go. They gone now. So who's going to, you know, you know, keep that flame going. I'm going to die one day, you know, so who's going to like take over where I'm going. It's, it's what you leave, you know, you know, be, I want to be memor a memory of, you know, life. Period. You know, I, I feel like if I was to pass now, I'm I'm successful. I got my art in five year olds. Like I, man, I got my art in like little kids' rooms to older people, hospitals. I've done it. You know, and and it's not necessarily about idol like or like the art itself. It's about like, hey, you know, this stuff gonna last for a long time because the people who got it really appreciated it. You know, they really appreciate my art, and I appreciate them. Not once have out of all the pieces of art I've sold, somebody just said, hey, I don't want this. I don't like it, you know? And I'm like, ah, that's that's 100% guaranteed. I can actually say my art, I have never had nobody return art. And I've sold probably over like like the the, the years, probably like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 worth of art. You know, I help, I use that art to pay off my child support, the, the mm -hmm. art money. I pay like tuition, you know, with the, the art money. So I'm, I'm blessed, you know, to be where I'm at. And, and now I want to just be able to provide for others, provide, uh, uh, be a catalyst. You know, that's all. That, that is awesome, man. Hey, it's, it's weird how with these podcast episodes, you know, sometimes with a guest, I'll know like all about their, their background going in. And, uh, you know, I never have like a bad guest. I'm not going to say that, but yeah. I, and, and I'll, I'll get like real prepared for it. And, uh, you know, it'll be a good interview. And then I have someone like you on, and like I really, honestly, I didn't know a lot about your background going in, coming into this. But this conversation today, man, this has yeah. been one of my favorite podcast episodes because because I, I I did not yeah. see this coming at all. Yeah. I mean, this, this yeah. has been great, awesome. Yes, and and I I feel like all right when you, when when you uh, put me on the video, I'm like, whoa, that was shock value. It was like <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> That's great, man. Hey, I've I've kept you for I think we've been talking for close to an hour now. I All don't right. want to let you go. I want to get your I want you to say your Instagram on here and yep. wherever else people can can find your art and follow you or and all that stuff. All right. Um my um Instagram is Zen Z E N underscore five seven at live.com. Um you can also find me at uh 
Calvin Green. Um, you can Facebook me. I'm very open. I'm an open book. You know, I'm learning that too. You know, I don't, I don't keep secret. Uh, so like find me on like uh, Facebook. Um, also, you can um, like visit my page, um, cgreenart.com. It's still, it's still, you can see my, my some of my art, but it's still under construction. The best way to like see my art for right now will be uh, my Instagram and my Facebook. I do a lot of marketing. I do social Facebook marketing. That's that's mm-hmm. what I use it for. Uh, my art in in marketing for nonprofits around me. You know, so I do I do that. You know, I put out that that type of energy. You know, that's why I use the Facebook for. And and I'm about to like start doing a lot more with uh like the youth here too. So um, hopefully uh, I'm going to have a system that, uh, I, and I don't want to be long with it, that I can get youth to, to help me do vi- videography. So I'm going to like have like, like, syst- like a, a better system. So people who, who's interested, uh, just, just be patient. Um, the best way to find me is uh, through Facebook and um, my website will be coming together very soon. And, also my Instagram. I'll link to all that stuff on the show notes page and, right. uh, point, and point people to that. All right. So they'll, uh, they'll track you down, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, being so open and sharing. And I think it was a, this was a, a great conversation today. Well, I would like to thank you and also future Dr. Aaron Kinzel. I appreciate yep. both of you too. Um, I appreciate what y- y'all doing with y'all lives. Y- y'all both inspired me. You know, I feel the energy, you know, um, you don't have to be places to understand, you know, like, you know, and that's as I get older, like I'm understanding what what I can do, you know, through the people around me. So thank you for giving me the, the space um, to ex- explore and to give my testimony. Thank you for allowing me to be on your show. You know? All right, man. Well, thank you. Are you tired of banging your head against the proverbial wall of politics and getting nowhere toward actually making your life more free? Are you tired of interview podcasts that have the same guests as every other libertarian interview podcast out there? Are you tired of hearing the same news stories that you can hear on the mainstream media? Then you need to listen to The Lava Flow, where we don't do politics and we don't do the major stories that exist only to divide you. We talk about news that affects you and your freedom, and we work to find solutions that can actually help you to be more free. Check us out at thelavaflow.com. Listen to We Are Libertarians at wearelibertarians.com. My name is Chris Spengel, and I host a show where we talk about the stories you and your friends are talking about, and then we give you libertarian solutions so you sound smarter when you're talking to your friends. We're going to make you sound like a genius. Tune in now at wearelibertarians.com. Are those dry, boring, run-of-the-mill political talk shows putting you to sleep on your commute or at work? Are you ready for some fun? Look no further. Blast off with Johnny Rocket is a Seattle-based podcast expressing viewpoints of free markets, voluntary exchange, badass music, wicked banner, and of course, drinking. The Blast Off doesn't shy from the truth, but always brings the party. Let's rock and roll, Raylene. Bring it on, Johnny. You can check us out at thelaunchpadmedia.com forward slash blastoff. Again, that's thelaunchpadmedia.com forward slash blastoff. Launchpad Media. Always launching ideas in your direction. And now I'm crying over you.
Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Calvin Green. I know I did. Um, this is the first time during this show, during this interview. It's the first time I got to meet Calvin and talk to him. And it, uh, throughout the course of the interview, you could probably tell that I really grew to like him. I mean, this is a really good guy. He's doing great things. A uh, great example of somebody who is not defined by their past, but is defined by their future. And I keep hearing people say, it kind of ticks me off a little bit, to be quite honest with you. I'll get feedback from some people about Felony Friday saying, you know, Felony Friday is great. I love it. These stories are important. People need to hear them. But you know what? It's just, I just feel down in the dumps after hearing these stories, after hearing what people have been through, after hearing injustice and things like that. Well, hopefully today's episode, and I honestly think every episode is like this if you look at it the right way, but especially today's episode with Calvin Green, hopefully you saw the way that somebody can really three or not 360, 180 their life around and turn their life from a position of somewhere where they are really hurting themselves, maybe hurting other people or just making poor decisions, really not contributing the maximum value that they have to contribute to this world. And you see someone like Calvin Green, who that switch has gone off. He's done that 180 and he's just living, man. And he is... He's in his wheelhouse. He's creative. He's giving back to his community. He's an entrepreneur. This is just all fantastic stuff. And I love talking to people like Calvin. I love surrounding myself with people like Calvin Green. So hopefully you guys took that same tidbit away from this show that I did. If you guys enjoy this show, if you hopefully you've been listening for a long time, if you haven't been, welcome. But if you if you have been listening to Felony Friday, if you have been listening to Lions of Liberty for a long time, I just want to encourage you, please, um, to consider. I'm not going to demand it, but please consider uh, joining our our Pride, our Lions of Liberty Pride, which is our patron support group. You can join for as little as five dollars a month. You get access to bonus content, stuff like that. You know, the higher amounts that you give, the more stuff you get, the more merchandise, t-shirts, koozies, all the way up to at our highest levels, you get, uh, we get to do a monthly call, which is, which is awesome, where we get to, you know, talk with uh, our supporters at that level, get feedback, tell stories, all, all kinds of good stuff. But I just want to encourage you, you know, we do this for free. Myself, Mark and Brian, we've never taken a dollar out of Lines of Liberty. We put everything back in to growing this show. So every dollar that you put in, through our Patreon account, is going to go right back into this show. It's going to go into reaching more people. So please consider giving. Go to uh, patreon.com slash Liberty. And with that being said, the last pitch I'm going to make to you, if you drink coffee, guys, you heard it at the top of the show, please consider buying your coffee. It's an easy thing to do, and it's delicious coffee. It's fantastic coffee. If you drink coffee, consider supporting us, consider supporting our partner in this venture, Anarcho Coffee. You can do this by going to lionsofliberty.com slash coffee and buying a coffee called The Morning Roar. It's delicious. I love it. I was just talking to Mark before this show. He loves it too. I've talked to a bunch of our listeners who are enjoying this coffee. And uh, yeah, so lionsofliberty.com slash coffee. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning. Burning.